please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. So this is Greg McIntyre, uh, McIntyre Elder Law, and I'm here with Roger, and I don't want to mispronounce it. It's Roger West, is that Weast. correct? Weast. That's what I said, Weast. W-U-E-S-T, Weast, okay? And uh, uh, Roger um, is a former Viet or a vet Vietnam veteran, okay? Field artillery officer, volunteered to go to Vietnam is what I understand, correct? Yes. Um, and I know does some other work, maybe through the VA and things like that, right? Right. He's very involved and very glad to have you today, okay? You. And and wanted a supreme pizza for lunch, isn't that right? Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here and just for, for uh, being willing to share your experiences and story. Um, and uh, so, how'd you get involved with the military? Well, when I went to college at Hardin Simmons University, mm -hmm. I decided to join ROTC. ROTC, right. And I went through four years of ROTC, but I did not have my degree. Mm -hmm. But uh, things were getting tough at school, and Vietnam was going heavy, and I had the equivalent of a degree. Mm -hmm. And the Army said, we'll give you your commission if mm -hmm. you choose three combat arms choices. So I did. Mm -hmm. Chose field artillery and went on active duty. In mm -hmm. 1967. Right. And then, uh, I want to say my dad went in in 68. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A year later. Mm -hmm. So, 67, you went in and were commissioned as an Army Field Artillery Officer, correct? Right. Okay. Yep, I was commissioned at school. And uh, then I went to Fort Sill from Officer Basic. Then I went to Fort Lewis for nine months, and I found out I wasn't coming down towards Vietnam. Wasn't married, and I volunteered. Mm -hmm. Went to Vietnam. I got one interesting story from there. Okay, one interesting story from Vietnam? <laughs> Where are you from originally? Billings, Montana. Did you enlist from Billings, Montana, or you were commissioned from Billings, Montana? No, okay. from Abilene, Texas at Hardin Simmons University. So that's just, you went a long way away for college? Yes. Okay. Like 1,700 miles. Like 1,700 miles. <laughs> so, right? That's just a little ways away. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you, went to, you went to Vietnam, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's your funny story from Vietnam? I went out as a forward observer. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be out six months. Don't forward observers like have a short lifespan? Well, yes and no. Yes and no? Uh, it depends upon, you know, if you get totally run over by Charlie or not. Right. Which we didn't. But a year before, some of them did. Mm -hmm. But I was supposed to be out for six months. Mm -hmm. Well, three months in, we came up on an underground hospital. Mm -hmm. It wasn't being used at the time, but it could be used again. Mm -hmm. So the captain, infantry captain, wanted to take it out. Mm -hmm. I figured, I said, sir, there's a problem. Right. He said, what is it? We'd have to fire a high angle from the eight inches. Mm -hmm. Call it in. Yes, sir. 
I call it in. Five minutes later, and the S3 comes in and went, Lieutenant, you want to do what? And he said, I would have to call it into the tribal chieftain because we got Arvins on the front side of that hill. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to risk your bars on it? Without a moment's hesitation, I said, yes, sir. He said, I'll get back to you. He come back about 10 minutes later. He said, you still willing to risk your bars? I said, yes, sir. We fired it, and it worked. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, unbeknownst to anyone, I get orders to go back to the battery mm -hmm. as the executive officer. Not as a fire direction officer, but as an executive officer. And mm -hmm. the captain didn't even know why I was coming back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the major rewarded me when it worked, because I was willing to risk your bar. Willing to make a decision. Mm -hmm. right. Willing to make a tough decision. Mm -hmm. And so he rewarded me. There some of those lieutenants out there are unhappy who should have come in before me, you know. And See, and this is a guy who can make tough decisions for us. Yep. But then, got fired on more back at the battery. We'd get fired on about every day, you know, because mm -hmm. if they could knock us out, they could walk over Charlie. Mm -hmm. That, and then uh, we had uh, the division commander decided that we were going to have competition between the batteries. Mm -hmm. Because during daytime you weren't doing much, you know. So we'd do some dry firing and stuff, but you decided to have competition between the batteries. And whichever battery won that month, the general and the colonel would come out and share a bottle of wine with them. Mm -hmm. Well, we did for a month. My, my gun crew wins. We do it the second month. My gun crew wins. And these are two different gun crews. Mm -hmm. Do it the third month. My gun crew wins. Mm -hmm. They said something's wrong here. <laughs> so, like you're cheating or something? Yeah. They well, they said you know nobody else is winning yet. Wonder right. why? So we got a retest. So they retested again, and my crew won again. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the fourth time they won, and after that I went home. Mm -hmm. But I hear that they won the fifth one too, and they finally stopped it because nobody else. It's windy here. Mm -hmm. And it was just a matter, you know, it's how well your crews work together. Mm -hmm. And so then when I came back, I uh, didn't want to go back to field artillery school where they had signed me. I wanted to go to Germany, so I extended. And that's when I got married, was in Germany. I flew my wife over there and we got married over there. Right. So that's my story getting married. So my marriage license is actually in Germany. The actual marriage license. I have a picture of your wedding that your wife sent to me. Right. And that's a military. You're in full uniform. Yep. Yes, sir. So you were married in Germany. That's a big cake, too. Yes. And I'll put this up in the comments, and I'll show it to the camera. That is a big cake. That's a young man. And a big cake right there. And I'm sure that was a very happy day. Yep, and that's we cut it with a military sword. I see you're cutting it with a saber, right? Yep. That is really cool. So, it sounds like you were a pretty good manager. Yes. In the military, even during wartime. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And, you know, management, as you know, 
more than I do. Requires you to take responsibility. Yes, sir. Make, make tough decisions. I saw something the other day that made a lot of sense to me. You said, you know, the difference between, you know, your business being where it needs to be and where it is right now is like 10 minutes of guts a day. Right, it's right. making the tough decisions, right? right. If the 10 minutes you make those, you move the big rocks, not the sand. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's very true. And man, how old were you when you were making those tough decisions in Vietnam? Uh, 22, 23. 22, 23? Yep. And you were making those types of command decisions. Mm -hmm. Really had a lot of people's lives in your hands. Right. It sounds like training everybody to do a good job together and work together. Yes, sir. And win those competitions also, which is why you're winning right. those competitions. So so what did you do in your civilian life when you came back? Well, when I got out, I went back to college and got my degree in biology. Right. With a minor in chemistry, but I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I went to work for Robert Hall Close for about two years. Mm -hmm. And then they closed. And then I went to a small company called SolarServe, which was also retail clothing. Mm -hmm. And from there, after about a year and a half, I went to Red Arrow Freight Marines mm -hmm. in San Antonio, Texas. And I worked for Red Arrow Freight Lines for nine and a half years. Okay. The first two years, I was a cargo claims investigator. Then I got promoted to assistant manager of claims and customer service. Mm -hmm. And I was still doing the large cargo claims, but I was also managing people. Right. I wound up for most of those, uh, well, for those seven years, I wound up managing 12 ladies, mm -hmm. one man, two men. Mm -hmm. And the second one was in the warehouse a mile away. Right. <laughs> so, needless to say, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Twelve ladies. Right. Yeah, it sounds like you were outnumbered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, but, but that, you know, that sounds like, you know, would you say that the, the things that you learned in the military and that you applied in the military at all helped you in your civilian oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely, yes. Sticking with something. Sure. You know, if you take it on, you're going to finish it. And I tried to get our son to go to the military. No, he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to do that. You know? Well, it's for some people and it's not for others. You may not have had a lot of choice, though, with Vietnam bearing down upon you. Well, as long as my grades were okay, I was okay in school. Right. So you could have stayed, but well, you chose to volunteer and go. Yeah, I chose to volunteer and go, and my Why grades were starting to go down. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, like I say, I was paying for my own schooling, and it was getting very tough. Right. And I was working in the cafeteria, and I worked my way up to cooking, mm -hmm. and I'd need to go to the lab and say, Roger, we need for you to come cook. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go cook. And so... It was know, difficult it was getting, to do both. Yeah, it was getting to where it was... A did the military problem. help you pay for your college when you got out? Yes, it did. Sure did. Help me pay for the rest. They helped they help me pay too. So. Yeah. So well, I can't thank you enough for your service. And you have a wife and how many children? One. You have one a wife and a son? Yes. That's correct. Well good. Good. Yep. And thank you for your service. And you're I know welcome. that you're 
Aren't you a VA liaison or something like that? Okay, what I do is I volunteer mm -hmm. at the, the clinic in Rutherford, mm -hmm. but I started out volunteering as a driver, taking people up to the hospital. To the Charles right, driving the van? Right. Or sometimes there's a van that goes over, yeah. It goes on Tuesdays and Thursdays mm -hmm. from the DAV. And Donald Chink runs that, and we do take people up there that don't have a way to go. Right. They meet us at that county office building at seven in the morning. Yeah, the county office building across from the courthouse there on Marion yes. Street, right? Yes. Yes. Um, the county office building at seven thirty a.m. No, they meet at seven. I'm sorry, seven a.m. Seven yeah. a.m. You can meet there. Did you say on Tuesday mornings or Tuesday and Thursday? Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday. What they have to do is they have to have an appointment, and so. They, they have to have an appointment at the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in order to ride the van. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we do. We take people up that don't have a ride. And I had to stop doing that when I got my pacemaker. It took them two years to tell me they couldn't do it. But they, so then when they started using volunteers at Rutherford, then I mm -hmm. go over there once a week for two, two and a half hours, and we call people that have an appointment next week and remind them. And that's where you saw me one day. Sure, which is a much-needed service, right? right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had a love-hate relationship with, with VA and yeah. the medical services. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. You know, when it works, it works. When it doesn't, right. it doesn't. But, uh, but you know, VA, certainly, their medical service does help many, many veterans out there. There's no doubt about it. Actually, in a lot of ways, it's better than the service outside. I took an elderly couple up there for a good while. Mm -hmm. And she would say, I wish I could get in and see my doctor this quickly. Because her husband would be in 20 minutes. Right. And she says, it takes me an hour and a half, two hours. Mm -hmm. past my appointment time to see my doctor. Sure. So, you know, there's, there's ways that, uh, and that's just one of them. There's a lot of ways that VA is very good. And now that they have doctors, you know, that come from like Duke and places like that. Mm -hmm. VA hospitals. Even getting better. Yes. I know VA, the, better. the Charles George Medical Center up there has a very good rating. Right. Among military hospitals. Among VA hospitals. Well, they are number one in service in the U.S. now. Right, for VA hospitals. Yes. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And that's in the nation. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And it, it was about two administrators ago that that started. Mm-hmm. She told them we would become customer-oriented. They didn't believe her. She said it again. They didn't believe her. Mm -hmm. Sad to say, but she fired two people. Guess what happened? They became customer warriors. That's right. Okay. That's right. Well, thank you for your service, uh, both in the military and what you give to the community and the, You're welcome. the VA and other veterans. Um, I appreciate it. I know other veterans appreciate it. I, I've seen other veterans up at the hospital in Asheville. That have ridden the van, that ride right. the van up there. Yep. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm here for a checkup. How'd you get here? Right. Like, oh, we rode the van. I'm like, that's oh, so ridden the van with. Without we're checking here in the interview. I do, I do. We'll yes. talk about that. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you for coming You're in to eat me. lunch with me. Okay. You're welcome. And uh, let me know if there's anything that I can do to help you do anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. And thank you for watching. We'll have another veteran on next Monday at noon. And uh, this has been lunch with a veteran. Have a nice day.
We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Foundational planning or more complex We can help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law State planning benefits and even probate We take the planning piece off your plate If you or your spouse were in the military We can help with benefits for your family Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law 